Hello and welcome to season two of the Black Country Ramble. There was a time when we thought this might just be a one season thing while the two clubs were in the same division. However, after an insatiable clamour from both of our listeners, uh, here we are back for season two. I am Kiz as ever uh, and I'm still a West Bromwich Albion fan. Um, And if you've never listened before, you might be a little bit uh, perplexed as to why I am on a Zoom call recording a podcast with a Wolves fan. JB. JB, would you like to explain a little bit about what we are, what we do here at the Black Country Ramble? Yeah, of course. Morning to you, Kieran. Good to see you again, pal. Um, yeah, so basically last year, was last year, was it? I'm losing track of the time. Um, myself and Kieran, who were sort of, we're brother-in-laws, but we're not quite there just yet, yeah. but we're near as damn it. Um, came with an idea of, sort of doing a sort of a, a Black Country Midlands-esque podcast. A lot of the time, really, we've been on about it for a while, haven't we? But yeah. with the lockdown and the pandemic, things like that, it was something just to sort of kill the time and get our teeth into. Um, we feel like we had a decent, de- decent season. Really, it was really enjoyable. It was um, very fun, yeah. Yeah, very fun, very bizarre. I think, I think doing a podcast um, on on a football season whereby there's no fans in the stadium, you're locked down. Yeah. Very sort of unusual. I really hope we haven't got to go through that again at any point in our <laughs> me lifetime. Too, me too. Um, it was it was a real struggle at times, but you know the season went went a certain way. Obviously, West Brom went down. Uh, Wolves didn't have a particularly great season either. Um, but we're here, season two, and we're going to do it. It's going to be different dynamics, I think, because of the different leagues are in. Yeah, so it's exactly, sl- yeah. so going to be going to be going to be a slightly different take on I think what the listeners were used to last year. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to all all the same because I think there's a lot of change for both clubs. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting season. Couldn't have said it better myself, JB. Obviously, the, the big, big, big news, as JB said there, is uh, we are in different divisions now. Uh, West Bromwich Albion are a championship club once again. Um, and no doubt in the near, not too distant future, we'll be a Premier League club again. And then we'll probably be a championship club again. Uh, and that's just the way it goes. Uh, but as we discussed last season, it's perhaps the most entertaining way for your football club to finish every season, either promotion or relegation. We differ on that opinion there, JBs. We yeah. do. We, we do. do. Um, okay, so this season we will try to get uh, lots of guests on again. We had some fantastic guests last season, but this episode is just going to be me and JB shooting the breeze, uh, dusting off the old cobwebs and trying to remember how to record a podcast episode. Oh, Yeah. yeah. It's been a it's been a little while, but where it's better? It felt like a while, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it really has. Yeah, where better to start <laughs> than um, West Bromwich Albion's first game, competitive game under new manager Valerian Ishmael? We haven't actually recorded since Ishmael and Bruno Lage were appointed as the managers. Um, we will get into that a little bit later on today. But first impression, JB, what did you make of West Bromwich Albion versus Bournemouth? Um, well, as I, as I said to you, sort of off air, I, I didn't I, I didn't watch the full ninety. I watched as much as I can. I probably watched about sixty minutes all in all. I reckon across the course of the game, um, I thought Albion were good value for the point. Um, I mean, and I looked at the lineups before the game. I was chatting in my group chat with with my with my Sunday football morning lads, and I said I looked and sort of um, weighed them up against each other. And I predicted an Albion two one win, which yeah. I thought would have been a really good result because obviously Bournemouth are a favourite to Absolutely. to be, be there thereabouts at the end of the season. Um, I thought I thought on balance I thought Albion were probably the better side. I thought they had more more possession, more chances. Um, but at the same time, you can't discredit Bournemouth for the fact that they were able to keep keep them at arm keep Albion at arm's length sort Absolutely, of thing. Yeah. And, 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 and and whenever you don't go into a two or three nil lead, that we all it's, it's a really obvious cliche to use, but one goal lead is always so dangerous yeah. because anything can happen. Um, and Albion just weren't able to sort of like put their sort of. Um, I'm not going to say dominant. I don't think it was a dominant performance. I just thought they were the better side. Yeah. Um, they weren't able to put their better spells of possession and chances to bed, basically, and create that, that, that sort of clear gap. And that always meant that Bournemouth were going to be in with the shout. Yeah, um, but, I think, but, I th- but I think if you just, I mean, I don't know, you, you may disagree with me here, Kieran. I think if you just, if, if someone had said to you, look, you know, Friday morning before the game, you're going to come away from, from, from Dean Court with a, with, with a point, Playing some good brand of football, scoring a couple of goals in the process, um, and setting your stall out for the season. I think majority of Albion fans probably would have took that. Um, but on, on the balance of it, Albion were, were, were the better side. I think just about. Yeah. So um, the, I, I couldn't agree more that it's a good point. Um, and if you'd have offered me a point beforehand, 
I'd have probably taken it against um, one of the so-called, you know, big four, as a lot of the coverage is, is stating in the championship. There's ourselves and Bournemouth, and then you've got Sheffield United and um, Fulham. And it seems to be everybody thinks one of those four will win the league, another one will be promoted, and the other two will end up in the playoffs. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, and, I, and I hope that's the case. I hope we're one of the big four, if you like, that, that are there come the end of the season. Um, but as much as uh, you, you've got to pick up points against those teams who are going to be in and around you come the end of the season, I feel like Friday was as much about the performance as anything. And I was really impressed with the press. Everyone talks about this uh, Ishmael High press at Barnsley. And I did see Barnsley and I thought they were great last season. Um, all of a sudden to see it with Albion players is so exciting. Um it's not perfect, it, it and it, I don't think it will ever be perfect. But to have a, a you know, such a, a blood and thunder brand of football at the Hawthorns will be really exciting. Um, I thought the front three pressed excellently uh, in Carlin Grant, Callum Robinson, and Grady Diangana, and that is an absolutely terrifying front three uh, for anyone at Championship level. There's there's goals across that, there's creativity across that front three, um, and then I. Alex Mowat on debut, really, really impressive. He got an assist. Uh, he could have had two because he whipped in another corner for a goal that was disallowed um, for some reason. I don't really know why it was disallowed. I think foul on the goalkeeper. It was a strange one. Um, but welcome to the EFL. Um, and uh, I, I was really... You can't read both ways, mate. It's know, either yeah. VAR or the EFL, pal. You can't read both yeah. ways. <laughs> there's, there's, there's one three-letter acronym that's going to keep you up at night. Yeah. EFL yeah. or VAR. Um, and, and I thought that Moet really, really looked like he knew what he was doing. And that makes sense because he was at Barnsley last season with the manager. Um, Livermore was a little bit... I don't want to use the word headless chicken or the, rather the phrase headless chicken because um, it's used a lot for Livermore. But he looked a little bit naive positionally. Um, and that's OK. It will come in time. I just don't know if he'll be able to do that for a 46-game season. Excuse me. Sure. And, and you know, with the with the the fact they both got booked as well, we're going yeah. to have more midfielders who can play that role. We've let Samfield go. We've let Raheem Harper go. Um, we've got Sawyer's maybe going out to yeah. Stoke, which is a strange one. But what a signing he'd be for anyone else in the league. I, I really hope we don't let Remain Sawyer's go. Um, so yeah, central midfield is the big the big question mark for me. I, I'd say. Um, and yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be really, really exciting. And I hope in time it starts to gel a bit more. And the main thing is I hope we get the balance defensively because the Bournemouth goals are so simple. They look so yeah. dangerous just punting it up. And, and we, we couldn't deal running back towards our own goal. We, we either won it high, engaged on the halfway line and, and they didn't get anywhere near the goal or the ball was behind and we were in big trouble. Um, which, which you can't really afford to do at any level of football. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, uh, I, I just started Shemi Ajayi because his recovery pace. Yes, I was, I was very shocked to see he's. Me he was, too. Me too. Um, I thought, is there something there? Is he maybe? Yeah, on his way out or something. Plans? Is he on his way out or something? But then th there's been nothing to to else to show that that might be the case. So I, maybe it was just yeah. if he wanted to give. Uh, Cedric Kipre a chance and uh, for me that was a mistake and Kipre gave away the first goal um, yeah. well, I say he gave away the first goal Button should have saved it and all yeah anyway um, yeah so I'm I'm rambling now true to our name but uh, <laughs> yeah there was, there was a lot to try and digest in that in that 90 minutes um, but yeah. I'm excited for the season ahead yeah. uh, but that is history and the theme of today's podcast is more uh, looking forward to a season ahead for both clubs. Um, Wolves obviously haven't kicked a ball yet. Um, someone also might want to tell them that the transfer window started. Um, but <laughs> West Brom, West Brom have one point from one game, but we have forty-five more, so we'll preview those forty-five and the thirty-eight Wolves will play in the Premier League. But we have to talk about the transfer window. Um, yeah, I, I will talk about Albion, of course, but. There is a, um, a hot topic, shall we say, on social media among Wolves yeah. at the moment. Uh, the investment or lack thereof 
uh, this yeah. transfer window and maybe over the last few transfer windows, if I'm honest. JB, talk me through first who you've signed and then yeah. the list. We'll, we'll get on to what you'd like to come in the last three weeks of the window. Yeah, so um, we, we, we signed, obviously, Patricio departed um, with all our best wishes. I think um, the recruitment team, Jeff Shee, did a, did a fabulous job of getting the sort of money that we did for him. You know, 34 years old and got 12 million euros for him. That's excellent. Um, and listen, fantastic. Probably the best keeper I've seen at Wolves in, in my generation. Um, but for someone who's sort of three years into a four-year contract, 100k a week wages, you know, to get 12 million euros for him. And he didn't have a great season last year either. Um, he was great at the Euros. It was, it was great at the Euros. Um, he really, really was. But, um, but, um, but, but yeah, he didn't have a great season last year. So to get 12 million for him was great. Jose Sars coming from Olympiacos. Can't sit here and go, I know a huge amount about him. I've had to do a bit of, little dig, did a bit of digging and research, uh, find some sort of Greek journalists, that you know, Olympiacos and the journalists, things like that. And to be fair, most people that talk about him are very complimentary. Commands his box, likes to play out pretty quick. Good shot, shot stopper. And apparently very good with his feet as well, which is something that Rui Patricio wasn't great with his feet. Often a lot of his goal kicks, and when he when he when he had a back pass and kick, they often they'd, they'd go out of play and things like that. Um, so yeah, so I think that's a very much a like for like, and that we've made a bit of profit on that deal as well. I think he's coming for just under seven million. Um, so we should see how he gets on, but he's, he's very highly thought of from what I can gather. Uh, we signed a Colombian defender called Mosquera. Yeah, you're, you're telling me off air. You're very excited about Mosqueda. Very excited about him. He's he's um, very highly thought of. Um, a lot of the, the big European teams are circling around him, but we sort of got got there under their nose. It's probably just the fact because he'll he'll probably play for us. Whereas if he goes to one of the bigger teams, he'll probably yeah. put one of their one of their B teams or something like that. Um, stick and then he pulled up against Coventry last week with a tight hammy. Which to be fair, when you play two games in two days, which I found very bizarre. Yeah. I've never known that before. Um, it's understandable. Hopefully, it's any little tweak. So he's come in. I think with the idea of partnering Willy Bolly in a back four, um, and then we signed Trincao on loan from Barcelona with with, uh, with an option to buy. Well, a lot um, of people are excited about this one as well. Yeah, li- listen, listen, he's got a great reputation. He, you know, he, he he played a lot of times at Barcelona last year. Got very very good good stats to back that up. I've seen a little bit of him in pre season. Look, looks a, a tricky little player. Look, looks very very good. Um, and that's about it. Yeah, um, this is where a lot of people are a little bit unhappy because you've signed a twenty-year-old, um, a twenty-year-old centre back. You've signed a twenty-one-year-old yeah. winger, and you've signed a replacement goalkeeper. Uh, all of them, yeah, good business, fine. Yeah, but Wolves need depth. Think, yeah, depth exactly. Then we need we need depth. Listen, Bruno Large, Bruno Large. First thing he did, I think that we. He got appointed back in, I can't remember, it was May or June now, to be honest. I've lost track. And we heard nothing off him. And whether that was a, a purposeful thing, I'm not quite sure. Then we had this big interview where he was like a two-part interview. And it was really good insight, actually. I really like the way he speaks. He seems very knowledgeable. I have come around to the idea of him because when I think we last spoke about management ideas on this part, I was a bit like, he's heavily linked. I'm not sure about him, but... I really like the way he talks. The players talk very highly of him. He's very well thought of in Portugal. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm all in on that one. But the one thing that he did say in one of the interviews was he ideally wanted two quality players in each position. You know, competition, which is obviously every manager's dream. But that just doesn't seem the case at the moment. And Now, I don't know whether... Because it was this time last year where... I don't know whether you remember, Kieran, it was before we recorded the pod... Obviously, we didn't start the pod till sort of in, in the season, but I remember it was about August last year, and there was a lot of rumblings around Wolves transfer business. I'd love to go back on Twitter yeah. into August last year, and it was very similar vibe. What yeah. are we doing? What are we playing? And then all of a sudden, Nelson Samedo came out of nowhere, Fabio Silva came out of nowhere, and that was like 70 odd million spent done, bosh, done out of nowhere. Yeah. Granted, we'd sold, granted, we'd sold Jota for 45. So there was obviously a little bit more leverage with that. Doherty for maybe 15, was and it? And Doherty for 15 as well. Yeah. So that, so in terms of leverage we, with cash coming in, there was that. But I'm really hoping that there's going to be some kind of mini burst over the next couple of weeks where Samedo and Fabio Silva came out of nowhere, like they did last year. Um, yeah, the moment, you, you need a catalyst for that. And, and do you have any assets you want to sell? 
Absolutely. And, and the only obvious ones that we're looking at at the moment are obviously Rafa Mir is pretty much a done deal to Atletico Madrid, which I think yeah. is 15 million euros with That's 10 million pounds. We, we, and, and, and 10 million pounds of uh, you, you, 10 million euros worth of add ons as well if he hits certain things. So it's actually potentially a 25 million euro deal, which yeah. is daylight robbery, to be La honest. La Liga is an absolute uh, shambles nowadays financially. Yeah, I know. Um, that number for Rafa Mir. I know Ottersoe, um, obviously he's got one year left in his deal, rejected a new contract and a couple yeah. of Belgian clubs have come in. We're looking about four or five million for him potentially. Listen, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I was under the impression that Moutinho was on his way out for a few minutes and was going to yeah. go back to, to, to Portugal, but that's sort of gone very quiet. Um, I'm really hoping that the fact that the Neves and Traore rumours have sort of gone quiet on, on that aspect. Cool, they? Yeah. That they seem to have gone really quiet on, on that one. Um, so, yeah, it's a really funny one because Wolves fans know what we need. You know, we are crying out for another centre-half. We're crying out for a midfielder with legs, you know, not necessarily a box-to-box midfielder, but just someone who can carry the ball, can, 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 can boss that midfield and sort of drop him where he needs to. Okay, and for okay, me, was... okay, let's address Okay, 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 okay. Okay, right, um, here we go. Um, this is hard for me to say as... Listeners of the podcast last year will know I I absolutely love OK Yakushlu, but this is the name that's come up for Wolves at the moment. What what do you make of that rumor, Jack? I, I I'm fifty. I, I saw a bit of stuff on Twitter from reliable sources that were like it's in it's in motion, and then this you know the new Express and Star journalist you know who sort of took over from from um, Judah I think or he's the new Wolves correspondent. His name's Liam Keane. It actually yeah. seems, bless me, actually seems half decent, to be yeah. fair. He's kind of quashed it a little bit and said, um, and said he doesn't think there's anything in it. Um, but Wolves, but the one thing that Wolves do is play their cards very close to their chest. Yeah, it's true. very, very rare, rare a transfer of Wolves comes and it's known about, um, you know, the, 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 the Fabio Silva deal come out of nowhere, the Samado one come out of nowhere. Even and I hate talking about it because it gives me a little, because it gives me a little bit of PTSD. Even the William Hose ideal came out of nowhere. It was a, it was a little Spanish journalist who, who broke it uh, before anybody knew. Um, so that's where my hope comes from, my sort of eternal optimism that the stuff in the pipeline, they're waiting for these transactions to go from me and Otisoe, and we're going to just just get some players in. But we're crying out for. Yeah. Uh, so Catrone has also gone as well. He's that's gone true, to Empoli yeah. as well. Yeah, saw that, yeah. um, so. We need at least another three quality additions, a centre-back, a centre-mid and, and a striker for me. Um, and that's minimum. It's worrying that we've got a game in two days' time against a very, very good Leicester side who, I'll be honest with you, Kieran, um, they got an injury to their centre-half. For far, is it Fafana? Is that how you say it? Fafana? Um, yeah. Fafana. I think horrible. Fafana. Yeah, that is, horrible yeah. injury last week. Within within the space of five days, they've agreed to deal with the cent- with the Southampton centre half, uh, guard. Um, bang, job done. No messing around. When you see clubs like that getting the business done in that way, you do look on a little bit enviously sometimes. Going, Christ, yeah. why aren't we like that? I know we run differently as a, as a model with with the whole Fosun thing, the Jorge Mendes thing. I know we, we and without a, a set director of football, so we are very different in the way that we do our transfer dealings, but. I think for me, and someone put a really good tweet out about our starting eleven versus Everton in the 2018, 2019 season when we first came up, our first yeah. game of the season there, and what potentially and most likely is going to be our starting eleven against Leicester on Saturday. And to be honest with you, we have we have we haven't progressed in in four years in four years in three years. It's literally, I think it's so so. Patricio, Saar, most likely is going to play a back three, which will be Cody, Soyes, and one of Kilman or Dendonka, I would have thought. The okay. back three against uh, back three three years ago was Soyes, you know, Bolly, Cody, and I think it was Ryan Bennett. Yes. The two fullbacks were Do- Doherty and Johnny. Our fullbacks on Saturday will be Samedo and Aitnuri. I wouldn't be surprised to see Moutinho and Neves as the midfield too, yeah. to be honest, which, yeah. which is the same as what we was three years ago. Then our front three against Everton was Jota, Jimenez and Traore. And our front three against Leicester will probably be Traore, Jimenez and Trincao. 
significantly. No, abs- and, and that's based on two seventh place place finishes. Mm. And and yeah, last season was obviously poor, but you know, and there's listen, there's lots of rumours about the fact that Chinese the Chinese government are telling uh, Chinese companies that have investments in, in in the Western economy that they have to limit what they're spending. I don't know whether that's true or not. That could be some yeah, kind of I Twitter that could be a tinfoil hat thing. I, I don't know, um, but 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 something doesn't sit quite right. And we've always known that we've got a sell to buy. Yeah. Um, I guess what it is came from me. I've accepted we are where we are now. But it's just a little bit. I look on NBC a little bit. I do. I look on it like I look at Villa and look at what they're doing and how they're doing stuff. You know, yeah, they've sold Greece for 100 million. Yeah. Maybe if we'd sold Neves and Traore for combined 100 million for argument's sake, we'd just start to figure out there. And then we'd reinvest like that. I'd be sitting here differently. But then I'd. Yeah, I, 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 just, I don't know where we're going to go. It was me. We're two games away from Leicester, who are a very good side, and we're sitting here with, in my opinion, a potentially weaker start eleven than what we had in 2018. Yeah. Um, against Everton, and I just worry that I'm thinking, does Large know who's coming in? Has it? Did it? Has he got any idea who's coming in? Has he been stitched up a little bit? I'm not going all negative, Nelly. I'm not. I'm not no. getting on that that train already. But I'm just trying to planting the seeds to say something doesn't quit, sit quite right with me as to the business we've conducted so far. We yeah. know, as Kieran, how many times have I said to you, and, and this is me, little old Jack from Cannock, we are crying out for a quality, quality centre-half. Okay, yeah. brought in Mascara for five million, who's 20. It's a bit of a gamble. I don't we've brought him in as our first-choice centre-back, though he does yeah. look decent. We've been crying out for a centre-half for years. That should have been on the priority list back in May, as soon as the season yeah. finished. Yeah, we're still here. We've been crying out for for a legsy, a legsy midfielder. You know, yeah, potentially starting with Moutinho on Saturday, and it's just like, yeah, you know, we're crying out for you know Fabio Silva. I do believe will be a top, top, top striker. But if Jimenez gets a little knock again, or he's not quite when he comes back, you know, we looked we looked at how weak we looked up front without Jimenez last year. We haven't addressed that. You know, listen. If this time next week three top signings come in, <laughs> I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Do you know what? I was wrong. Brilliant. They had it all planned. But yeah. I, I can't see it. Something just, something just not quite right for me, mate. Yeah, I, I'd be stunned if, if um, you didn't bring in a striker. If Catrone has gone and Rafa Mir's on his way out, I'd be very surprised yeah. if you start the season with uh, Jimenez and a child understudy. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Because it went wrong last season like I'd be yeah, yeah. Um, and I do agree that, that Fabio Silva will come good um, th- what, what I think might happen uh, frustratingly for Wolves fans um, is the window will go on and on yeah, uh, and they still have to sell to buy and then in the last week someone will say oh we'll give you 40 million for Neves and Wolves will say well no <laughs> yeah we can't have Neves now because we've got no time to reinvest the funds or someone might say oh we'll give you 35 million for Traore and it's like well we we, we like that money's no good to us and I think that might be the position Wolves find themselves in whereas you look you mentioned Villa there Villa had spent the, the Grealish 100 million before absolutely that, spot on spot on yeah, yeah. And, 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 and so that says to me that we are oh listen this is the thing about a podcast you say stuff it goes to an audience and, and you have to stand stand on your sword sort of thing but I don't think Neves or Traore will go I, you know, I think, I think if that, I think if that would have, I think the money that clubs would need to spend on them, they would have invested that early on in the season to bed them into their starting 11s ready for the season. If that makes sense, yeah, I, um, I agree. I don't think either it, of them will go. No, which says to me we're not going to spend big. So then, you know, where where do we go from there? You know, are we are we are we going to raid the Jorge Mendes low market again? But does that mean then we're just bringing in lads who you know teams don't particularly want? You know, are we going to do a Fabio Silva slash Samedo style sign that comes out of nowhere? But then we haven't, obviously last season that was based on on, on us selling Jota for 45 and obviously yep. Doc for 15, 16. So there was, in essence, there was six, there was 70 million in the bank. Sorry, 60, 60 million in the bank we sold someone else as well. Uh, so in, in, our net spend last year was pretty much as it was zero, give yeah. or take. Um, 
and our net spend this year is similar with the Patricio money, with the money we made off by signing Saar, we signed Mosquera, Trincao, it doesn't cost us anything. So our net spend's again pretty much zero. Um, and yeah, two days before the start of the season, mate, and, and the fact that our season ticket prices are the fifth most expensive in the Premier League. Yeah, that's, um, that's scandalous. Um, yeah. Um, I, think, I think Wolves yeah. need a reality check there. They need to look at what their demographic is. They need to look at where yeah. they are in the country. Uh, they need to look at their success as a club. And I think they need to give their heads a wobble. That's not on. I don't care if there's a waiting list. I don't care what it is. Wolverhampton Wanderers should not be the fifth most expensive season ticket. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, stop. Full, full stop. Hey, Kieran, Kieran, listen to me. Ron. I've, I've got no issue with this. You, 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 you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. right? You get what you pay for. I'm a big, big believer in that. Right? I'm a big, big yeah. believer, right? If we were in Europe, season on season, yeah, you know, and and, and there was massive investment coming onto the playing field, and, and we were we were we were looking like a Leicester or, God forbid, say a Spurs, or you know, we, we yeah. were we were we were we were on that level. Do you know what? Charge the fifth most expensive season ticket, not an issue because you get what you pay for. Whether whether we're, whether we're Wolverhampton or we, or we're based in in Westminster in London, it doesn't matter. You get yeah. what you pay for, you know. But at the moment, you can't be charging that fifth most expensive Premier League tickets, season tickets, you know, and and and, and you've got a net spend of zero over the last two years. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You know, and and, and 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 yeah. So I feel like I'm getting on my negative Nelly horse, and I don't want no, to because no, the season I, hasn't I, started. I reserve judgment yeah. on, on on this because there is two and a half weeks, two weeks till the transfer window shuts. Give or take, am I wrong? Yeah, my time yeah two, two and a half weeks. Yeah, it's the two and a half weeks. Yeah, and Wolves and Wolves have got history of pulling a rabbit out of the bag, you know, and things like that. But it's just disappointing we haven't been able to pull that rabbit yeah. out of the bag or have these things or in, a in, hat. In, in, in the or yeah. a hat. Sorry, yeah, apologies. The pull it out, pull it out of the bag if you want to carry <laughs> on the podcast for a while. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, put it out of the bag. Great, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just one that that hasn't happened yeah. before the season. The fact that we're going to Leicester on Saturday with pretty much a like-for-like like 11 from what we finished on last year yeah, is, is really concerning for me. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, well, no, I I, I think we've done that to death and I think yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. be talking about this a couple of times before the transfer window does shut. Yeah, well. sure, sure. Um, but yeah... I. I would be surprised if there weren't a couple of additions, uh, particularly yeah. another centre-back and a striker. Uh, but yeah. I also don't see them being marquee names um, unless somebody does come in for Nervous or Traore. And that's just yeah. my neutral opinion. I say neutral. We, we're we not neutral, but, you know, close. close I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Non, non-invested opinion. Um, Excuse so- me. Of course, uh, Albion have um, been a little bit more active in the transfer window, but nothing nothing major. We have quite a few outgoings at the Hawthorns. Um, we had a few people come to the end of their contract. Uh, a couple of loans finished. So, obviously, we're without Dianya, uh, Yakushlu, Ivanovic, uh, Grisicki's gone, um, Hal robson carnu has gone, uh, Sam Field, Charlie Austin, Kyle Edwards, Kieran Gibbs... Uh, Pereira and Rakeem Harper and Lee Peltier as well who didn't play much but yeah all yeah. of those lads are gone that's a that's a big big exodus um, yeah it is maybe yeah. that's something to do with oh, oh, maybe that's got something to do with the fact we didn't have a full squad against Bournemouth we couldn't feel the squad um, maybe we've let a lot of players go would Kyle Edwards have been a bad option off the bench this season I don't think so um, could we have done with maybe Sam Field at times possibly I don't know um, but we have had a few incomings as well uh, I am pleased to see uh, Alex Mowat come in from Barnsley obviously he was the captain yeah. under Ishmael there and he looks like he's taken to the system very well uh, with Albion as well uh, Matt Clark we signed him from Dar- well signed him from Brighton but he played for Derby last season and he played very very well I am Really pleased with that signing. Um, and then Adam Reach, who is very versatile, very experienced, good championship player, uh, scores worldies for fun. Um, so excited about that one as well. I would like to see a couple more names come through, uh, namely a striker. I mean, I feel like I'm saying the same things we said for Wolves, but um, with 
with the additions we've made, it's two players who are going to be in the starting eleven every single week, and then one player who's probably going to come off the bench every single week, which is good. That's maybe the difference. Um, yeah. Between, between Wolves' business over the last couple of windows and this business, um, for for Albion, I'm I'm not overly enamoured with the fact we've only signed three players and we've let that many players go but I, I, I know I, you know Nuno used to do it at Wolves he would have a small squad he'd have the players yeah. who are going to play every week maybe you know maybe there's something in that um, but I I do think there'll be at least one more sign-in and it will probably be a striker we've been linked with Daryl DK uh, American striker who played yeah, yeah. Um, for Barnsley last season got uh, nine or ten goals I think nine goals in 19 games in his half a season there, which is good, very yeah, good, yeah. and you know could could be better. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a busy. I say busy. It's going to be an interesting week <coughs> to the window because somebody will come in because we've just uh, we've just signed uh, just let Pereira go for yeah. around fifteen million is the rumored fee. Yeah. No one really knows, but so we've got to spend some of that surely. Um, and then Aaron Ramsdale to Arsenal, which is a very strange thing. Looks like it might be off, meaning all of a sudden Sam Johnston might be on his way out. If they need this backup English goalkeeper, Sam Johnston might go. We might. I'd, yeah. I'd have Johnston any day over Ramsdale. Gotcha. Probably get it. Gotcha. Probably get it from half the, half the price as well. What yeah, was the Ram- fee they were quoting? Was he thirty, was he 30 million? million? Ramsdale. Thirty yeah. so then, million. But but all that's done if they don't sign Ramsdale and they come back to us and they say right we, we, Johnston's our top target now we say okay pay us twenty mil or whatever because that's clearly what you'd pay for Ramsdale and then they say ah but Johnston's in his last year of his contract and we say okay give us fifteen or give us twelve or whatever and we end yeah. up getting more than we'd have got if they'd have just come to us in the first place yeah yeah, yeah sure yeah, we, we'd probably have sold Johnston for ten initially and yeah we yeah might sure get a little bit more now. Um, but I don't want that one to draw out because we need to sure. invest this money. We have to start, um, you know, putting the, um, you know, putting the wheels in motion on a striker. Um, yeah. Other than that, maybe a centre midfielder if if Romain Sawyer's goes. Um, sure. I'm I'm happy with the squad. Other than that, though. I think yeah, yeah. Ian Garner, Grant, and Robinson have more than enough flair and creativity. And then if we had a goal scorer, who knows? We could we could get automatic promotion again. And that's sure. pretty much it on, on Albion's transfer dealings. Not really a, a, that that active either, a bit like Wolves. Um, yeah. But but I'm, I'm fairly pleased with the additions we've made. Um, cool. I think it's now time to look forward to uh, yep. a very exciting season, uh, a season of transition, a season of... Oh, sorry, to use that word again. I know you're probably oh, no. better for that after last year. Uh, but it's a season... <laughs> That and solutions. solutions. Never mentioned the word yeah. solutions again. Yeah, I need a, I need a solution to uh, not say <laughs> transition so much. But it is it is very transitional for both clubs. Um, it is a big time for uh, Albion to be relegated because you have to bounce back. You don't want to end up um, financially in trouble. Uh, yeah, depressed post COVID market, um, and for Wolves. It's a gamble to have let Nuno go, but it's an exciting gamble, I'm sure, for a lot of fans. Yeah. Um, and we've got a few things we want to talk about um, previewing the season, really. Some predictions, which I'm sure we are going to make absolute fools of ourselves. Um, we're going to be well... As always. Yeah, as always, yeah. <laughs> we'll listen back in May when yeah, uh, yeah. when both clubs have been relegated and we'll think, oh, <laughs> Um, okay, so first thing I want to I want to say is we are very big on um, obviously our local football. We uh, we are champions of Midlands football. Not that we like every Midlands team, and not that we even like each other's teams. But it's good um, to have that healthy um, healthy rivalry, and it's good to have a hub of uh, top level football in the Midlands. So one thing I want to ask JB is there are three Midlands teams in the Premier League. Leicester, yes. Villa, Wolves. Yeah. Where uh-huh. do you think each team will finish in the Midlands Mini League, if you like? Who will be the pride of the Midlands and who will be oh, you mean like you mean one one, two, three, or you mean like actual yeah. league position in the no, Prem? One, two, and three, just the mini league. I want one one, two, three. Um as as we stand right now, it's it's Leicester Villa Wolves for me. Yes. Um, Leicester, fair enough. I I expect yeah. the same. But the really That's interesting one there, and the reason I asked you that question is, yeah. Villa will finish above Wolves again. Why? As as we stand, just based on based on their 
transfer dealings um, based on on the fact they've retained. Obviously, they've lost Grealish, but they've retained. You know, they've, they've retained a lot of good players. Yeah, you know, um, they've, they've invested in the squad. They've bought some decent players, um, and they just look at them at, as we record this podcast right now on Thursday morning before the season starts. Villa look stronger than Wolves. That could flip if we bring in two or three quality players in the next couple of weeks. Um, but, but we're asking this question based on right now. Yeah. And right now, and right now, unfortunately, because of the unknown around Wolves transfer dealings, we don't know what's going on. If anything's going on, yeah. Villa do look stronger than Wolves. So I don't think I don't think they'll finish like miles above us. I don't think they'll finish like ten places above us, anything like yeah. that. Um, but I just I just think that they will have the edge if on they this do, year. If they do, you might be relegated if they finish. 10 well, places well, seventeenth and seventeenth and seventh or something. You never know, yeah, do you? But um, strange things, strange things have happened. But yeah. um, no, I, I, I think I think Leicester will finish. I think Leicester will be competing again. Um, I, I think I think Villa. I think Villa, as like I say, as we stand, are are stronger than Wolves. I agree. Um, I'd go with the and, same. And, same and, I, yeah. and if there's any Villa and the. I think majority of Wolves fans, if we if, if they take their, you know, old gold tinted specs off, then they, they would have to say the same um, as we well, stand. But like I said, that yeah. that that that's subject to change in the next in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. Wolves Wolves have been a little bit stagnant over the last couple of years, and Villa have been definitely. on a very upward trajectory since um, yep. goal surviving. Yeah. Not that oh, there might be a nibble there. There might be a yeah. few nibbles there. There you go, Kirko. There's one for you. <laughs> in a, a twist. Um, we'll just run through all of the Wolves predictions first, JB, and I'll give mine yeah, yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, I'll sure, make sure. A, a fool of myself as well. Um, yeah. Who will be your Player of the Year or Player of the Traore? Interesting. Wow. Okay. Why? Like, I know I just kind of wanted a name, but I, 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 I just feel like, I just feel like. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a big like season it. for him. I like it's it. It's a big uh, season for him, yeah. I'd probably say your player of the season, if I had to, I'd probably say Jimenez. It's a nice comeback story. And yeah, possibly. Yeah. My my only second one would be potentially, based on, because this could completely go tits up in my face here, because if one of these pair do go, then he goes, but the other one would be, would be potentially Neves, because by the way, it looks like, the way that Lars yeah. is playing Neves, yeah. He's unleashed the sha- he's unleashed the shackles. I need to play much yeah. forward for much for it. just makes me realise how shackled he was under Nuno last year. It was awful yeah. thinking back. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm sticking with my guns. I'm gonna go try I think big season for cool. him. I like it. Um I am actually gonna go Neves. I was thinking about it and then I thought no, but you you saying that has made me a bit more bullish on yeah. it. I'm gonna go I- Neves as the player of the year. What about young player of the year, JB? Oh, good question. There's a few good candidates here. There, 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 there is a few good candidates. Yeah. You caught me on the hop there. I am going to go... Oh, crikey. I'm going to go for... Tomato, 8 Nuri. I'm going to, I'm going to go 8... I'm, I'm going to go 8 Nuri. Because he, he started okay. he started to come really good at the end of last season. Yeah. Um, And I like him. So, yeah, I'm going to go 8 Nuri. Cool. Uh, I'd probably say your best young player will be Trinkau. I'm going to say... Yeah. Well, it's a player. It'd probably be Neto if he was fit, but no. Anyway. Yeah, of course. Yeah, how can we forget? So, yeah. Um, top goal scorer. Oh, difficult one that mate. It is because really it, it, difficult. Same player. Jimenez. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Jimenez because I don't know who else it would be. Yeah, but exactly. Jimenez miss a few absolute sitters in one of your preseason games. Yeah. Um, who who are you playing now? Uh, maybe the Celta Vigo game. I watched the highlights and oh my, the second half we were one 0 down at half time. We were awful. Then second half, literally, we had about ten. We had literally had ten clear cut chances. We didn't score one. It was and, unbelievable. Jimenez missed two. I know. absolute sitters. I thought. Oh, oh, hopefully, hopefully, that, hopefully that's them out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Crossed. Hopefully, it's it's about Fingers sharpness crossed. rather than easy yeah. But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go Jimenez. I agree. I agree. Uh, here's a little bit of a curveball question. Um, yeah. How far do you think you'll get in the cups? Oh, because you've had some good cup runs over the last few years. Like as much as I'd love to see us go for the Carabao Cup, but yeah. we never seem to do it ever. Because I just think it's one of them cups where yeah. you have to just go for it. You've got a chance because the big teams aren't really that interested. Yeah. Um. I think I think I think Forest will beat us in the second round. Um. Yeah. To be honest. Um. FA Cup. I'll go quarters. I'll go quarters. FA Cup. I'll go quarters. Why? Why not? Why not? Why not? 
Um, and then uh, where do you think you'll finish a position in the table? And I want any exact. <sighs> An exact. And this is re- this is really difficult again because oh, it's impossible. No, no, it's not. Yeah, no, so yeah, of course it's. But I mean, I mean, in terms of like the fact that I am banking and praying that the next two weeks come good in the transfer market, and this is yeah. wrong. But based on the squad we've got today, based on where we are today, I would go twelfth, twelfth, thirteen, thirteen, third, twelfth. Yeah, twelfth. Let's go twelfth. And let's try to be, sli- be slightly positive. Yeah. Final question on that: Would you be happy with that? No. Okay. Oh. Yeah. No, I, I just I, I don't want to become run of the mill. Yeah. I've always said it. I don't want to be a run of the mill. I know it's important to be in the prem. And that's where, in a way, I guess I've been a bit hypocritical in terms of when we have that joke about hey, so it's fun being relegated going up. Do you know what I mean? So I take that on the chin a little bit, but I don't want to, I'd rather, I want to see us, I just feel that the players we've got, the backing we've got, the foundations have put in. I, I went, I actually went to the mall the other day, I took the kids there to have a look at the new kicks. The new kit's beautiful. The castor range is amazing. Like, Smashes! I did that out in the park. Good kit. One of your kits is actually really nice. The, it's the away one. It's the away one, mate. It's unbelievable. The away one is. I'll just. But the quality. Castor's ca- 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 unbelievable, oh, yeah, mate. The, the ge- yeah, that's a nice. The gear. It, the gear is amazing. Um, but like just everything, mate. The amount they've invested into Molyneux. I don't. I looked at the tunnel, mate. Like the the, the read on the tunnel, and it's like that, something yeah. that, mate. Like. The difference between when I worked there and to, to now, and it's just like yeah. the investment is just unreal. I just feel like we could be so much better than just settling for mid-table if we really wanted to. Um, and, and that's my sort of, I guess, the, 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 the everyone wanting the best for their side. So, no, I wouldn't be happy, but I think, I think based on the squad we've got enough. now, 12th, 12th, I'd say now, mate, 12th. That's fair enough. I think um, yeah, yeah. you can't rest on your laurels and eventually... No, that's play. it. You slide, you slide, you slide, and then yeah, yeah, or you're Watford and you're gone. Like yeah, that's it, absolutely, mate. Or you're Albion. We had the same problem. We exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. We had top half finish after top half finish, and then flick of a switch, we're gone because you you can't attract the same level of player. We're saying that we we had at the time, but yeah, it just you can't. you mean? Can't stagnate in the Premier League and stay there forever. Southampton flirted with relegation last season. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I I don't think you should you should be settling for twelfth, uh, thirteenth again. I, I think top half probably represents success for Wolves, and I think you'll finish tenth. I think you'll finish tenth. Okay. Yeah. Um. Probably more interesting to me really is yep. running through that list of questions with Albion, yeah. and I'll be interested to hear okay. what you've got to say as well on a lot of these. Okay. So the Midlands Mini League in the Championship is a little bit bigger. I think we have 14. Yeah. Double check that. Um, so there's yeah. Albion, there's Forest, there's Derby. Uh, sorry, Derby fans, if you listen. Uh, Derby, and there is um, there are Blues as well. So that would be four. You're not, you're not including Stoke? Uh, yeah, go on then. We'll include Stoke. Stoke are sort of vaguely Midlands, aren't they? Yeah. Well, the cluster stuff, the cluster stuff, stuff it's here, isn't they? Yeah. yeah. So. Poor Stoke. No one ever thinks about Stoke, do they? I know. Yeah. I yeah. know. And, don't uh, blame them, to be fair. Yeah. So if okay, if we say that this mini league includes those five teams, so Stoke, yeah, Indian, uh, Blues, Forest, and Derby, uh, I'm going to yeah. get the spoiler out of the way. Uh, Derby are bottom of that list. There's no way yep. they finish above any of those teams. Um, so mm-hmm. fifth, I'd go Derby. Fourth, I'd go Blues. Yeah. Third, I'd go Forest. Second, Stoke. And I think Albion will, will be top of that particular tree. Um, I can't yeah. see are any of those clubs finishing above us this season. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm going to go a bit, go a bit left wing. I think Stoke will finish above you. Really? Um, Do you think yeah, I'm going to... I think they've got a chance this year. I yeah. think they've got a chance. Oh, they're getting yeah. promoted or we're going to be having a yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's a very strong championship this year. Um, I think there's some good sides in there. Um, and I think there'll be some sides that are underrated that will come up that people haven't even thought about that yeah. will be there or thereabouts. So I, I do uh, agree. I think Luton, QPR, 
Um, mm. The promoted teams look good. They look very good, in fact. Yeah, yeah. Some really tricky teams. Um, there is. I don't know if anyone's going to be able to keep up the pace with that. Yeah. I don't think they'll be. A, I don't think they'll be a runaway leader. I don't. Think, I think. I think. I think. I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be really tight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah so my Sorry, Jack. Yeah. Whenever we go up, no, we time, mate. do it as a runaway leader. We got more promotions yeah. than anyone but Norwich, but we never ran away with the league. Once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I will go uh, Stoke, Albion. Again, I'm going to go left wing here because I. Ju- no, I'm not. Yeah, I am. I'm going to go blue. I'm going to go Stoke, Albion, like Blues, Forest, Derby. To be fair, um, to be fair, I'd like to change my Blues and Forest prediction because. I don't yeah. like Forest. I, I, I mean, I've got... No I, they're funny. Yeah, they're I'm funny side. Though, they're bit, a bit, of, bit of a nothing side now. No, lovely, lovely history, great ground. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. But just a bit of a nothing side now. It's, it's a shame how they've gone, really. Yeah, they've got some good players and they tried to follow the Wolves model, really. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, it's not quite worked the same for them. Whereas I am keen on Blues and I really like Lee Bowyer. Yeah? I think Lee Bowyer's done a great job over the last few years with Charlton and I don't think... Um, He's made some savvy signings for them this, this yeah, pre-season as well. And I, I think yeah. teams will be um, maybe a little bit of a surprise package. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I we'll agree. have a Blues fan or two on the pod when uh, when yeah. Albion play them this season, um, as we yeah. did last season with Villa fans. Uh, and hopefully, yeah. yeah, I wish them well. I hope they do well, but don't finish above Albion in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, next we're going to go to Player of the Year. I think our yeah. Player of the Year will be Grady Diangana. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, Absolute boring. Yeah, I think I think I think I think the level of his ability, um, assuming yeah. I've been keeping which obviously I think you are. I don't, yeah, no, 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 no worry about him going. Four years um, contract, no. Yeah, no. So yeah, I, th- I think he's, he's got the ability to sort of, um, he's, you know, I'm, I'm not comparing him to kind of you, you, Jotters and, and your Neves and your, your Cavaleros and players like that. Um, but like how, how how they found the championship just so easy. Um, I think Dian garner has got that in his locker. I agree. Um, yeah. Sort so, sort of thing. So I'd like. To, I think I'd like to see him sort of really stand out. Really, and you know when obviously when Mark Noble kicked off when the sold when, when the sold him to yeah, and sort of yeah. I, I hope that um, that he can sort of recapture yeah. and sort of, sort of show why yeah. Noble did that. I know he will. Bless him. I felt sorry for Dean Garner because at times he, he looked it looked like too much too soon in the Premier League for him, and I think another year in the Championship will do him really really good. Um, to, uh, sorry, young player of the year. I'm going to go Daro Shea for the Albion. Yeah. Uh, he is already got a goal uh, to his name. He is a very very classy operator it, it, for for a centre back of 21 22. Um, he is just. Uh, wise beyond his years. He, he, yeah. Good performance after good performance. Um, are you going to go anywhere else, JB? Or do you reckon? Um, no, I like, I like O'Shea. I mean, I mean, you have got, you have got some good, good young, I mean, it is a young side, isn't it really? Well, it was, um, it's a funny one, really. They've all sort of added, well, as time does, but they've all seemed yeah. to have gotten older and it's like, all of a sudden, Diangada and Grant um, and, you know, the likes of a Jay aren't, Aren't you know really yeah. furlong as well? Is now 24, 25. We do. So have, is, he class, we do have, is he not classed? Is he not classed as young then anymore? I think, I think <laughs> twenty. Is it 24, 23? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just making the rules up here. How, how, um, old, been, how old is Robinson? The striker. 25, 26. Yeah, he's, is he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. I thought he was younger than that. He looks it. I've got to go out. I've, yeah, I've got to go O'Shea then because I was going to go yeah. Robinson. But I, 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 I thought Robin, I was going to say Robinson. Yeah, but I thought I thought he was younger than that, so yeah. I'll, I'll have to go piece, O'Shea then. I read a piece recently where someone predicted us to finish twelfth, um, and you know, fair enough, each to their own. Yeah. Um, but one of their justifications was it's an aging squad and there's only one player under twenty five in the squad, and I, and I read it. It's, it's not right. It's a bit bizarre, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I, I I do think we have a younger squad than than that particular gave us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll need a young squad for the exciting football. Okay, next um, top goal scorer, and this could be a, this could be an unnamed striker. Could, could be. I mean, I mean, I mean, you look at your side now, and I mean, I, I, I'm going to go go Robinson. 
I know, I know, Grant, I know, Grant, I know, Grant's going through. The, I just, I, lo- I looked him last year, I and mean, obviously I watched a lot of Harbin last yeah, year, yeah. and I know it was a bizarre, bizarre. I mean, I think we'll look back on last year in seasons to come and go. That was the most bizarre season of football we've ever watched yeah. in our life. Yeah. Um, but even Chelsea, it, for example, yeah, exactly, yeah. But he, but he, he, every game that I watched, he just looked like he had a goal in him. Yeah. And he always looked dangerous against the Wolves. He looked dangerous. He got his couple against the Albion. Yeah. Uh, against against Chelsea, few, sorry. Penalties against Wolves, didn't he? Oh, that, yeah, that was it. Yeah. It, it, it. yeah, he just looked. He just, oh, yeah. And I just think, again, I think he's one of them players. If he turns it on in the Championship, he's got the ability. Yeah. Obviously, listen, if you've got Carl and Grant playing for the middle, who's got history of scoring in the Championship, if you bring in an unnamed striker, who's going to be the focal point of your attack, yeah. potentially. But I'll stick my neck on the line and I'll go. No, I'll go I like that. Soon. I like that. Well, on at the weekend, um, or Friday night it was, uh, Carl and Grant played off the left and Callum Robinson got the starting berth as a number nine. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Ishmael clearly agrees with you that he's got the quality to, I think to so. be a goal scorer. And, you know, yeah. I, I'm going to go Carl and Grant because yeah. penalties... Um, he's a very good finisher, and there's going to be a lot of chances falling to everyone. Yeah, yeah, sure. I can imagine uh, best cup run. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put us for a. I'm gonna stick my neck on the line, and I'm gonna go for a quarter final in the FA Cup. We'll we'll be out of the Carabao Cup before we know it. We've, we've drawn Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. We've beaten Arsenal in about ten years. Um, but I'm gonna go quarter final in the in the FA Cup. Uh, we're gonna shock a Premier League team. Or two, maybe, on the way with the uh, the exciting attack in football. Uh, and then the only one we've got left to do is the position in the table. And I think we might disagree a little bit here. I think we've got... Um, you If you think Stoke are finishing above Albion, um, and I certainly don't, then we've got different opinions on this. JB, where do you think Albion will finish this season? Uh, about... Um, I did... I don't know, about 14th. <laughs> no, I think you'll finish. I think you'll finish sixth. Sixth. Oh, just sneaking the playoffs. Sixth. Okay. Okay. I think, I think, I think we... it's going to be so close. I think what it is, I, yeah. I genuinely believe between first and sixth, there could be about like six points. In it. I can see it being really, really tight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was reading an article on the four four. I was reading four four. I was reading the four four two stuff. Um, and and they did their championship. Uh, preview predicting that I mean they had you at seventh the four four two did really um, yeah which shot me to be fair yeah um, so what it's almost know? like Albion Albion are a bit of an underdog because a lot of, I, I haven't seen many predictions of the championship where Albion are like like top end like, like top end I mean yeah yeah it's it's a funny one it's not everyone's talking about your, like your Bournemouths and your Fulhams and your your Sheffield United and, your, and all that on, uh, on Fulham. No, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. So I'll go six. I think, I think you'll make the playoffs. Nice. Um, I, I think. I think you'll make will, the playoffs. I think you are probably right that it will be a very congested top six. Um, yeah. I think we've got enough about us to sneak into the automatics, though. I'm going to go second, yeah. uh, and just yeah. a little bonus, second behind Sheffield United. That's my. Uh, oh, okay. That's my. Okay. Or maybe you know, oh. it could be any other four, but. Yeah. Yeah, I think Sheffield United will come good, and I, I know I know they um, they, they didn't have a great result at the yeah, weekend, a, but um, yeah, they got a lot of good players, and I do like Slavisa Jukanovic. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. That, be good season, be be good season championship, tough, 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 tough. Interesting, it'd be, it'd be nice to watch. I uh, I'm in. For anybody who doesn't know me personally on the pod, uh, I'm I'm now living in London, so I'm a long way from the Hawthorns, uh, but I will be travelling back. You, you know, I, I couldn't resist buying a season ticket with um, <laughs> with Ishmael in charge, and I will be travelling back to see the first home game on Saturday, uh, which I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, and I will give my opinion on that next week, of course. Uh, we will briefly touch on um, on the games this weekend, but we don't have that much to go off because yeah. Brom have played 90 minutes. Wolves haven't played any minutes. Um, so JB, I'll quickly come to you first. I'll just give me a flavour of what you feel the game might go and drop a prediction in there for me. Yeah. Um, are we are we on about Wolves now? Sorry. Yes, are sorry. We, yeah. Albert, yeah, Wolves. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, difficult start to the season. I think it's the second or third time out of the last four years we've played Leicester first game of the season. I think it's the third out of the fourth year or something stupid like oh, that. Yeah. Um, always sort of like good games against Leicester. No one seems to run away with it, but I, I am worried a little bit about something I can't deny. Um, I, I just feel a little bit of the unknown. Um, Leicester just, 
you know, they're, they're, just, they're just just excellent outfit, aren't they, Leicester? You know, they're doing yeah. well, well, well drilled under Brendan Rogers. You know, they're getting injury, they buy replacements. You know, they're, they're, they're just a well drilled, well, well invested with that club. one, yeah. Them side investing, yeah. Why not? You know, what I mean, like, I mean, it's, it's impressive, just, yeah. yeah. Listen, your you centre half gets injured on the Saturday. You're going and buying Southampton's best centre half in four on days. Yeah. On the Wednesday, for a fee of about 15 mil. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it, 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 yeah. you know. Um, but I know, like I said, I know this. Anyway, so without rambling, um, <laughs> I think it's going to be a difficult game. I think it'll be one of there where, where Leicester dominate possession. It's looking like we're going to be playing three at the back again, as in, as in the back three. And then obviously two wing backs, you back five, if you like. Um, I'm hoping that it's more expansive than Nuno's back five was last year, to be honest with you. I'm hoping Lage has got a little bit more about him. Um, I really want to predict a positive result. I really do. I want to start it off positive, but um, I don't have to go with head or heart. I, I think if I, I think this is this pod's about honesty and, and trying to, you know, speak sort of as, as the, the truth as much as we can. So I'm going to go less, less than two, two nil. Unfortunately, wow. I'm going to yeah. go Leicester 2 now. Um, I, I agree with a lot of what you said there. And I think that, you know, that they're, they're very well drilled under Brendan Rodgers um, and Wolves. Obviously, won't be as I would well. Take, I, would, I would take a horrible nil-nil now or yeah. anything like that. But I just, I just think they'll have too much force. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to go 2-1. And I think Jimenez will get a goal. Um, I hope so, yeah. I, I'd like to see Jimenez get a goal um, because, yeah, yeah. you know, it's such a horror injury. And I think he deserves... To, to get back to the level he was at. Um, I yeah, sure. Enough, I don't think he'd be at the Molyneux this season if he'd carried on the same trajectory. And I think a lot of people... Possibly, that. yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Um, so, But I'm going to go 2-1 Leicester, mate. I think Leicester will yeah. have too much, but I think it'd be a good game. Um, yeah. And then over to uh, the Albion game. We're playing Luton, who are probably a model for progression in the EFL. Uh, anyone who wants to look at how to make the most of the sum of your parts, how to be more than the sum of your parts. Yeah, yeah. Keep going in the right direction year on year. Luton are probably the example. To such an extent, there are a lot of people's uh, dark horses for a promotion uh, or a, rather a playoff uh, berth this season. And I would be, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go close. I, I'm not going to stick my neck on the line and say they'll sneak in the top six, but I reckon a, a seventh or an eighth might be right for Luton. So not an easy game. Nathan Jones is back in charge. Obviously, didn't work out at Stoke, but he's back at Luton. He was extremely successful with the four-four-two diamond at Stoke the first at Stoke at um, Luton the first time he was there. And I think that's what they play now. Obviously, it's a new yeah. season. I, I I can't claim to have, have been down to Kenilworth Road much, uh, <laughs> but but I think that um, I think they'll be very well drilled as well. I think they might be able to exploit our shortcomings defensively a little bit. Um, and I. I'm I'm not as confident about this game as as you might think. Um, I think the fans will play a massive, massive part, and I'm going to say two-one Albion, um, but I think it'll be shaky and it'll be cagey, and I think we'll, there'll be a bit a few oohs and ahs around the the, yeah. um, the high line. But I think we might have enough to get over the line, and I'm going to go and I'm going to go two-one uh, with a Carl and Grant winner. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, agree with you, mate. You think you've sort of um, analysed it perfectly, really. I'm going to go. I think I think I agree. Luton, one of those sides that can cause most teams danger. Yeah. I think Nathan Jones. It's well. It didn't quite work out at start, but he's well suited there. Some teams you just me- meant to be at. I think yeah. him and Luton are sort of a, a good a good match. I'm going to go two all. Um, I think there's. Nice. Got, I think I think that'll be. I think that'll be goals. I think it'll be yeah. like you say, a bit shaky. I think yeah. you know. I think I'll be on a two-one up, and I think I think Luton will get an equaliser later. On. That's what I'm okay. going to go for. Well, if it's two-one, then with ten minutes to go, one of us is going to be right, aren't we? Yeah, oh, yeah. On, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, fantastic, JB. That was weird, wasn't it? Blowing the old cobwebs off. It, it was. Yeah, good to be back though. Good to be yeah, back, mate. En- be enjoying back. it. You know, it's been um been a been a busy summer with the Euros and stuff. And um, absolutely. You know, like I say, it's, it's good. It's good that the fans are back. It's good that yeah. we are. You know, heading towards you know that sort of element of normality, if you like, and, and fans being back. I make all the difference. I think we'll get a, a, a much true, true reflection of where teams are now with the fans in the ground. I, I do believe no fans in the ground last year aided some teams. You know, abetted others. Um, do you know what I mean? So I, th- I, th- yeah. I think, yeah, I think, I think this season is going to be going to be much, much sort of a 
was truer season, if you like. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like it will give a a more um, more representative, uh, maybe final league table. I think sure. like that it really did sting some teams last season. Uh, the no fans, yeah, it helped others. So I will let you know what the atmosphere is like. A full stadium. Yes, please do. Yeah, please do. Um, twenty nineteen. Wow, twenty twenty. No, yeah. twenty early twenty twenty. Yeah. The last um the last Albion game I actually went to at the Hawthorns was against Brentford in the season we went up when it was a one-all draw, I think, because uh, I was living in Italy at the time. So it's been an awful long time. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, no, the, that's the last full Albion game I went to. I also went to see, um, I went to see them in the cup a couple of weeks later at Charlton, which felt like a COVID game because of no Charlton. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then, which is now my neck of the woods. They're my local team. Yeah. And then, uh, well, Charlton or Millwall. So I have to make my mind up. I know. Yes. Yeah. We're super Millwall. No one likes us. Yeah, Hello. and uh, the the other game that I went to last season, obviously West Ham was was great, but it wasn't you know it wasn't a, a problem. Yeah, sure. So to speak, and we were already relegated by that point. So anyway, um, thank you so much to anybody who has listened this week to episode one of season two, and thank you to getting this. Thank you to those who've got this far because it really is a long old listen, listening to us ramble yeah. about black country football for an hour. <laughs> yeah. It sure um, is. No, we uh, we appreciate the listens and stuff and the shares, guys. Absolutely. So. so once again, thank you from JB and I for listening to episode one of season two. We will catch you next week, guys, when we will dissect uh, the opening weekend of the Premier League and we'll get a better temperature of where Albion are at two games into the championship season. See you next week, guys. Take care, guys.